children's ministry safety and security. This has to be the top priority for every children's ministry leader. After all, we are entrusted with the care of a family's most precious treasure, their kids. And they're counting on us to make sure that we're doing everything possible to create safe environments where kids are free to come and discover the God who loves them. Today, I'm gonna to be sharing four quick tips and a nine-point checklist that will help you to think through safety and security in your children's ministry on the Simple Kid Men Podcast, Episode 10. Hey gang, welcome back to the Simple Kid Men Podcast, the podcast where we take the complicated world of children's ministry and boil it down to the things that matter most. My name is Jason Byerly. I'll be your host. And as always, you can find the show notes for this episode of the podcast over at simplekidmen.com. And that's where I'll link to some books, videos, blog posts, other resources that are relevant to what we're talking about if you want to take the topic a little bit deeper. Now, today is kind of a serious topic. It's the stuff that keeps you up at night as a children's ministry leader. But I'm going to try to keep it as light as possible, share a few funny stories along the way. Now, we are going to talk through four general safety principles to keep in mind. And then we're going to hit nine diagnostic questions that you can take and apply to evaluate how your children's ministry is doing right now with safety and security. You can find uh, that nine-point checklist over at the blog at simplekidmen.com under episode 10 on the podcast. Hey, just a quick legal disclaimer. Some of the things we'll talk about today will touch on some legal issues, and I am not a lawyer. I'm a children's pastor, and so what I'm sharing today is not intended as legal advice, just food for thought. Now, what I hope to do is just to get you thinking about some areas that may be blind spots for you and to spark conversation in your church about how you can cinch up some of those areas that need attention. When it comes to actually putting this stuff into practice in your specific church, you need to talk to somebody a whole lot smarter than me, such as an attorney or a local law enforcement, an expert who can help you to figure out the specific policies for your particular context. Okay, so four general principles before we get to the diagnostic questions. Number one, safety is the price of admission for leading a children's ministry. In other words, we can't move on to any of the fun stuff, amazing Bible lessons, transformational small groups, engaging worship, unless we first have a plan to keep kids safe. Also, safe environments build trust with parents, and it shows them how much we love their kids. Now, if we don't make this our number one priority, we put our kids at risk, our leaders at risk, our church at risk, and could potentially undermine all the good stuff that God wants to do in our ministries. No pressure, right? Now, number two, you cannot eliminate risk, but you can minimize risk in your ministry. We will always aim for perfection when it comes to safety and security. We have to put 110% effort into it. But the reality of it is that whenever you have people, you have risks of one kind or another. Let me give you an example. So back when our church had a Saturday night service, I was working in our kindergarten through second grade environment, and a leader brought a first grader to me who, for the sake of anonymity, I will call Ethan. Now, have you ever seen those fun little fireworks called snap and pops or poppets? They come in a little box and they're basically small wads of paper filled with what looks like sawdust and gunpowder or something. If you throw them against a hard surface, they make a loud noise like a cap gun. Now, if you don't know what these things are, uh, you're in good company because Ethan didn't know what they were either. In fact, on this particular night, a first grade boy brought in a snap and pops box to church he pulled one out and he handed it to Ethan when he first arrived. 
Ethan took one look at it, and he thought it was candy. And instead of popping it on the ground, he popped it into his mouth and swallowed it. I kid you not. I could not believe it. I thought, oh man, what are we going to do? I told the leader, whatever you do, don't let him bump into anything. This boy was ready to go sky high. Now it's funny now, but it was not so funny in the moment. We got his parents in there as quickly as possible, and they were surprisingly nonchalant about it, uh, for which I was really thankful, and just said that they'd keep an eye on him and see how he felt, and he was fine. Now, that kid is a teenager now and about a foot taller than me, and every time I see him at church, I crack up because I always remember the night he ate a firework and did not explode. Now, that story reminds me that we cannot eliminate risk in the ministry. No, we cannot eliminate these crazy, unpredictable things from happening. But we can take every reasonable safety precaution for our churches and even go above and beyond that. But the fact is, we're serving people, kids, leaders, parents. And whenever you work with people, there's always a risk of someone getting hurt or something going wrong. So we can't eliminate that possibility, but you can minimize those risks. And that's what safety and security practices are really all about. We have to always be asking ourselves, how do we minimize the risks in our children's ministry? Number three, there is a real tension that exists between security and convenience. Picture a continuum with safety on one end of the line and convenience on the other. The reality is that any measures we put in place to make things safer in our ministry are going to make things less convenient for our leaders, our parents, and our kids. For example, if we use matching security tags for kids and parents, that's going to slow down the check-in and check-out process. It's not as fast, easy, or convenient, but it's a whole lot safer. Also, if we require parents to show an ID and fill out a special checkout form if they lose their parent security tag, well, that's even less convenient, but safer still. Requiring applications and background checks for leaders makes it harder to volunteer to start serving, slows down the process, but it helps protect our kids from people who may be a threat to them. So just know that every safety policy you implement, it's going to come at a cost. It's going to cause an inconvenience to somebody, and you have to decide if it's worth it. Now, a couple of years ago, we had a real problem with parents constantly interrupting our service by wanting to pull their kids out early so they could be the first ones out of the parking lot or whatever. It would force our leaders to spend the last 15 minutes of the program scrambling to pull kids out of small groups early and get them safely checked out. And it took our leaders' attention off of our small groups, so we started shutting the environments down until about five minutes before the end of service. Everything is locked down, so if you want to leave early, you have to go to our guest experience desk and have them call to let you in for an early pickup. But it's a big deal, and even once you're in there, you have to fill on a card so that we can easily get your child from the environment without interrupting everything else that's going on. So it's possible to do an early checkout now, but it's kind of a big deal, so not very many parents do it. Definitely less convenient for them, but a ton safer for our kids. And it still allows parents who need to leave early for a soccer game or family dinner or whatever the opportunity to do so. So the moral of the story is that you just have to decide for each policy, where do you feel like you need to be on the safety convenience continuum? When in doubt, I say always go for the safer, less convenient option. All right, number four, you can't do this alone. If you want to put the best policies and practices together for your ministry, you need to pull in some experts. Consult with local law enforcement and emergency personnel and others who can help you to develop the right policies and practices for your church. Bring your senior leaders into this conversation as well so that you can help figure out the policies that will be the right fit for your context. 
Now, we brought in experts to help us develop our emergency response and evacuation policies, as well as folks to train our leaders in CPR and first aid and how to recognize abuse and other sensitive topics like that. So reach out to people with expertise in your church, in your community. Work with your senior leadership to get a good plan together. Okay, so those are the general principles. Now let's look at nine specific areas that we all need to consider to keep our ministries as safe as possible. I have a downloadable checklist for you over on the show notes at simplekidmen.com, episode 10. So if you want, you can go print that out or download it onto your phone or whatever and give yourself a score in each of the nine areas that I'm about to go through. Now, I want you to rate yourself like this. Give yourself a four if you think in this area, we are knocking it out of the park. Give yourself a three if you think, you know, in this area, we're doing good, but there's some room for improvement. Give yourself a two if you think, you know, we've taken some steps, but we still have a long way to go. And give yourself a one if it's not even on the radar. Okay, here we go. Number one, volunteer screening. What kind of screening process do you have in place for your children's ministry volunteers? Now, every volunteer who serves in your ministry should fill out an application, have a current background check, and an interview. If you have any red flags anywhere along the way in this process, slow down, take your time, ask good questions, pray about it. And if you have any hesitations, do not place this person in your ministry. Number two, the two leader rule. Is there any place in your ministry where a volunteer has the opportunity to be alone with a child? If that's the case, change it today. Keep at least two leaders present with kids at all times. If you don't have at least two properly screened leaders, Do not open the doors and do not receive kids into your ministry. And keep in mind, you're going to need at least two more leaders to run kids to the restroom unless you have bathrooms in your children's environments. Accountability is vitally important. Number three, safe facilities. Are your facilities physically safe? Are your nurseries baby-proofed? Are outlets covered? Is furniture anchored so that it won't tip over? If you don't have a great eye for safety hazards, here's what you need to do. Find some detail-oriented parents to walk through your environment, and they will help you to spot any danger zones like a couple of bloodhounds. Trust me, they've already gone through this process in their home, and they would love to help you to identify any safety hazards that may pose a threat in your rooms. Number four, emergency plans. Do you have a clear plan for emergency situations such as fire, tornado, or active shooters? If you don't, get someone to help you to put a plan together. Post evacuation and storm shelter routes. Train your leaders on it. Be as prepared as possible. One year during a Good Friday service, I was sitting in worship and I got a text from one of my leaders who said, hey, just want to let you know that tornado sirens started going off a few minutes ago and we have completely evacuated all of our upstairs environments into secured locations. I was so proud of my team. They had moved dozens of babies and toddlers, as well as elementary kids out of harm's way and done it so fast, so quietly, so efficiently, that no one in the service even knew it happened. And that's what made me super proud. Why? Well, because we had a plan and everybody knew the plan and they knew how to move on it when we needed them to. Number five, check-in and check-out. Do you have a system for matching children's name tags and parent pickup tags? Or do you just count on knowing all the parents? How do you handle special checkout situations, such as if the adult lost their pickup tag or if one person drops off and another person picks them up? How hard would it be for someone to take a child from your environment without proper authorization? Now, there are great electronic options out there, but also a good old-fashioned sticker system or permanent name tags will get the job done as well as anything else. You can do this with very little money. Number six, traffic control. 
Now, how do you control traffic in your children's space? Is it easy for people to come and go? Or do you have some way of controlling the entrances so that only authorized leaders are allowed in with the kids? How hard would it be for a child to escape during the service? Number seven, reporting abuse. Do you have a clear policy for reporting suspected abuse or neglect? Do you know what authorities to report to in your state? The last thing you would ever want to do is ignore a kid's cry for help or ignore signs of abuse. Make sure your leaders know what to look for and how to report if something comes to their attention. Number eight, leader training. Now it's one thing to have great safety policies, but it's another to make sure they're actually implemented. I always tell our team that our ministry is only as safe as our least trained leader. Do you have a system for training new volunteers on safety and security and a system for keeping it fresh with veteran volunteers to keep it in front of them throughout the year? Number nine, ongoing evaluation. How often do you review your safety policies? Are they still current? For us, we're a multi-site church with various sizes and shapes of our campuses. Some are in permanent facilities and other in portable facilities. So things are always changing and we have to always be asking ourselves if the policies and practices we have in place still make sense with each new campus and each new season for the church. Also, as our world changes, law enforcement and disaster response agencies sometimes change the strategies they recommend that we follow in the event of an emergency. So we have to stay current on those kinds of things as well. I would recommend at least every other year to review the policies you have in place and to make sure they are still the best practices for your church. All right, how did you do? Nine point checklist. So you should have scores of one to four on each of those points. So the lowest score you could have would be a nine. The highest score you have would be 36. How are you doing there? Are you closer to the nine? Are you closer to the 36? Are you somewhere in the middle? What area of your checklist had the best score? Hey, give yourself a high five, way to go. You are eagle eye on it in that area, keeping kids safe, that's awesome. Now, what area has the lowest score or what areas have the lowest score? What's the low-hanging fruit? What would be the easiest to make a change at this week? Pick that one and take some steps and then just prioritize the others that you need to work on. Guys, I know it is a big challenge. I know it's overwhelming. These are the kinds of things that are no fun to think about or talk about. But like I said at the beginning of this episode, if we want to get to the fun stuff, if we want to get to transformational teaching and we want to get to amazing relationships in small groups or in classrooms, if we want to get to watching leaders grow and thrive and watching families connect and have amazing spiritual transformation, we have to start with safety and security. We have to create safe environments that give us the opportunity to be able to do some great ministry, partner with our leaders and our parents to just watch God at work. Well, that about wraps it up. You can find a downloadable copy of that safety checklist over at simplekidmen.com on the show notes for episode 10. You can download that, share it maybe with your leadership team in children's ministry or volunteer team or senior leadership or other people that you may want to have this conversation with and say, hey, here are some areas that I think we do really well as a church, and here are some areas that I think we need to figure out going into this new year, into this next season. Our simple takeaway for the day is make safety your top priority in children's ministry. And our verse for the day comes from Matthew 10, 16 in the NIV. It's when Jesus told the disciples, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. You know, we can take this 
directive that Jesus gave the disciples and apply it in our own lives and ministry by just realizing that this world is a dangerous place and we have to go into it doing ministry with eyes wide open, be as smart as we can be, be as clever as we can be, be as thorough as we can be, and involve a lot of smart people in our ministry to help us to make things as safe as possible. Well, I hope you have an incredible week in children's ministry, not just working on the safety and security of your environments, but doing all of the fun stuff that comes after you've established those safe places for kids. Well, hey, thanks for listening today. I really appreciate your time. I hope you found this helpful and I hope you found it encouraging and empowering because like I said, I know this can be overwhelming. And what I really hope to do is just to give you an area to focus on, just a next step because every step you take is another step towards just creating a safer environment for your kids. None of us are perfect in this. We're all on a journey and we just need to keep our eyes on God to help us discern the best next step that we need to take. Hey, if you enjoyed listening today, please recommend this to all your friends because I would love to help as many children's ministers as possible to just take a next step in their ministry in their local church. Thanks for listening. Have a great week serving God's kids and keeping them safe.